to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. I'm sure you are well aware of CBD for dogs. I give Tiva and Waylon daily CBD just to promote their overall health. And we use VetCS. VetCS is a veterinary-based hemp therapy company, and they make products for not only dogs, but they also make cat and horse products too. Their products are lab analyzed, and they will give you unmatched customer service. We love Vet- VetCS, and we are so excited to share this wonderful product with our listeners. If you are interested in learning more about VetCS, you can head over to their website, vetcs.com, and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, all Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs. I am so delighted to have you guys. It's been a real pleasure being able to share um, my dog training expertise with all of you amazing dog owners out there. Um, In today's episode, I want to talk about interactions with dogs that you don't know. Um, This was prompted by some recent travel and just observations of interactions with people and dogs who maybe do or don't know each other. And, you know, this is something that but oftentimes people think that dogs will just love me because I'm a dog trainer. And while a lot of dogs do like me over time because they learn that when I show up, reinforcement flows. And that is not innate, right? It's not like dogs just meet me and automatically they just like me. I think that there's this really god-awful myth about, you know, the dog whisperer. And if you all are new to the podcast, um, Caesar Milan, who is often referred to as the dog whisperer, in my opinion, is abusing dogs in the name of training. And I don't believe in his methods. And I don't believe in his work. And I just, I want to kind of set the record straight here because I think that people tried to compliment me by calling me the dog whisperer. And while I do take it as a compliment because I know that people mean well, it's not about whispering to dogs. It's about clearly communicating and making interactions with me really, really reinforcing. So I want to give you guys some tips and tricks and some things to look out for when maybe you're interacting with dogs that you know um, maybe a little bit or you don't even know. Okay, so as a general rule, dogs that I do not know, I am not going to physically touch them unless they actually ask for it. Asking for it can look like leaning against me, jumping on me, putting their head under my hand. Those interactions I'm definitely going to pursue. I am going to touch the dog, but just because I'm a dog trainer doesn't mean that all dogs are just going to innately like me. Okay, so um, I think for us as people, it's kind of an ego thing. Like, oh, dogs like me. All dogs like me. But it's not about that, guys. It's not about um, your ego. It's about really recognizing when dogs do or do not want to interact with you. So if I'm meeting a dog for the first time and they do not seek out my attention, I am not going to approach them or touch them. I'm just not going to do that because that's a breach of trust. If you just met someone and they're, they have their hands all over you, that's probably, you know, grounds for a 
fight in some circumstances, okay? So when you meet a dog for the very first time, let them seek you out, but be ready to not interact with them if they don't ask for that attention, Um, If you guys didn't listen to, I believe it's episode 38, Consent and Choice in Dog Training, we dive a little bit more into the intricacies of this, but what I like to do is called a consent test. Okay, so a dog comes over and they seek out attention from me. I'm going to touch them. I'm going to pet them for three seconds and then I'm going to stop and let the dog make the next move. If the dog moves away, I'm not going to touch them anymore. If the dog stays close, I'm probably going to keep petting them. So using a consent test when you're interacting with a dog that maybe you know a little bit or you've just met for the first time, that's a really good baseline. Some suggestions for actually petting and interacting. First and foremost, do not pat the dog on the head. Dogs don't like it. I don't know why we keep doing it as people. And I always do this to my clients. Like I'll go to them and literally pat them on their heads. And they think that I'm crazy. Uh, But that's how dogs feel. So do not pat dogs on the head. Dogs don't like it. It's rude. That is not how you should be interacting with a dog. In general, I'm usually going to be touching the dog lower on their body. So maybe like their neck underneath their chin, maybe their neck at the base of their spine, maybe some little butt scratches, and I'm going to be really gently touching and interacting. Um, Something that I experience a lot owning a bully breed, and I'm sure you guys who own blocky-headed dogs out there can commiserate with this, that people feel the need to like slap them around. It's a weird phenomenon. I'm not exactly sure why people do that, but um, most dogs aren't a super huge fan of that, especially dogs that you're just getting to know. And guys, this is really more advice for interactions with dogs that like you slightly know or, or don't know at all, and not as much for dogs that like are in your care and know and love you. Um, so slapping the dog around, not a super nice way to interact with the dog. And I tell you what, there are a lot of dogs in this world that are patient and let people get away with really rude interactions, but you don't want to be that person. So don't do that. So gentle petting and scratching is always my go-to. And if I am unsure if the dog is liking it, I'm going to stop touching them and let them make the next move. You should absolutely be paying attention to the dog's body language. If their body language is soft, loose, wiggly, you're definitely on the right track. If the dog is kind of standing there awkwardly, chances are that the dog's not super enjoying the interaction. So be aware of that stuff. Be cognizant. This is all stuff I'm doing with every single interaction with any dog that comes into contact with me. Um, Something else that I think that you should absolutely never be doing to a dog that maybe you know a little bit or you're just getting to know is put your face in their face. I see this a lot, right? People getting right up in faces, grabbing the dog by the collar. That is a recipe for you getting bit in the face. If you have ever been bit in the face, it is not super enjoyable. I have been bit in the face. It only happened once. It was very early on in my career, and I was not paying attention to what the dog was trying to tell me. Okay, so do not 
ever put your face in the face of a dog that you have just met or you barely know. And I think as a general rule, you probably shouldn't be putting your face in anyone's, uh, any other dog's face unless it's a dog in your care and you know for sure that they will like it and or tolerate it. Okay, so I think that that's super important. I think that something else that is important to recognize is that if you are uh, under the influence of alcohol or ever how however you try you know choose to unwind, um, that can definitely inter- interfere with your ability to recognize dog signals. Okay, and like you know, no judgment. You should absolutely be consuming whatever you want, but if you are a couple of drinks deep. Pay attention to the fact that you are less responsive than maybe you would be, and you should be using even more caution when it comes to interacting with dogs. Over the years, we have had tons and tons of parties and barbecues with inebriated people. And um, while my dogs can be pretty patient and understanding, I still have to tell people, like, the dog is not enjoying that. Okay, so that's up to you. You need to be paying attention to that stuff, okay? And if you have a dog who um, doesn't love new people and you're having a party, I would absolutely suggest using some sort of formal management to prevent the situation from getting dicey, so to speak, okay? So, um, and, you know, management is essential for a lot of things, but especially a dog who doesn't love all people and people are drinking, um, I would definitely use some sort of fa- formal management to prevent that, okay? Um, when I am out in the world, I'm somewhere new, I see a dog, I am not approaching that dog. I know a lot of people think that, right? That like when I'm out, I must just be like interacting with a million dogs. And that is so far from the truth. I honestly never like go and approach approach a dog out in the world pretty much ever. I mean, the exception to that would be like if I see someone with a young puppy, maybe I'll go and like, you know, give a couple puppy smitches and ask. But even young puppies, what I do is I get low and I wait for them to come to me and then I interact with them. And I am prepared for if that dog does not choose to interact with me. And like I was saying before, you guys, like it turns into an ego thing like, oh, why doesn't that dog like me? It's not about you. Right. It's about being respectful to a species that doesn't have a language to uh, create space if they really want it. Okay, so my suggestion for all of you lovely dog owners out there is that if you are out on the street and you really love the way a dog looks, admire them from afar. If that dog starts wiggling at you and the owner's like, oh, they love people, then for sure, like go and interact with them. That's totally Waylon. Anytime we're out anywhere, he sees someone and his whole body starts wiggling and people are like, can we say hi? And I always say yes, okay? But if you ask and the person says no, you need to be prepared for that. Okay, and while people mean well, I think that oftentimes owners put their dogs in scenarios that they don't want to be in. Oh, yeah, he totally loves people. Go and say hi. But the body language from that dog is saying completely the opposite. 
Okay, so it's up to you. You guys got to be savvy. Watch for those things. Like I was saying before, loose, uh, waggling body language is a super great sign. Stiff, kind of tense body language, not great. Don't touch dogs on the head. Touch them maybe around the collar. Um, maybe scratch them on the back. And, you know, stop every now and then to see what they ask for and what they do, right? I think that something else that is really detrimental, and I think that this is super prevalent in the States. I know that I have some listeners outside of the States, so you guys um, definitely chime in in the Facebook group and let me know what your experience is on this. But I feel like interactions with puppies and young dogs are like super forced in the States. And I think that that causes a lot of uh, reinforcing of unwanted behavior. So for example... Waylon does love people. People force themselves on Waylon, and honestly, he loved it. But as a byproduct of that, Waylon jumps up a lot. And that got reinforced time and time again because people consistently approached me and consistently reinforced him with pets and verbal praise for jumping. Right. And like, you know, it is what it is. It's just jumping. But I think that if we lived in an environment where people weren't forcing themselves to interact with dogs, it would probably be a different set of behaviors that got reinforced. Okay, so. As the general public, I think we need to be aware of this stuff. Like, do not force interactions with dogs. It's just not cool. If you go to a friend's house for the first time to interact with their dog, go open-minded. Don't go like, ooh, I'm going to make this dog love me, right? Like, really let the dog dictate the pace, okay? And... Something else, too, on the, you know, interacting with dogs. If you have food, you can absolutely be giving the dog food. But there's... There's a downside to that because if a dog is feeling uncomfortable but you have food, they're going to loiter closer than maybe they really want to. So I would be super cautious about that. And you guys, I work with a lot of aggression cases. And in those cases, I do not show up with food because I don't want the dog to be closer to me than they're really comfortable just because there is food there. I hope that that makes sense. So if you have treats and stuff, be super cautious about that and really listen to the dog, quote unquote, listen to the dog, watch what their body is doing, watch how they're interacting with you or not interacting with you. Okay. And on that note, if you go and you're at a friend's house or you're at a party or you are out in the world and you go to interact with the dog and they start woofing and barking at you, they are unsure. Move away. Create space. Again, I think it turns into this ego thing like, oh, why are you barking at me, dog? <sighs> please, please take a deep breath. Realize it's not about you and just move away from the dog. If the dog is feeling uncomfortable and acting sketchy, you further intensifying their feelings of sketchiness is not going to make it any better. So if the dog is barking at you, just walk away from them. Just completely ignore them and let them kind of take you in at their own level. Okay. So, you know, this is just something that was kind of on my mind. I hope that you guys can relate to it. If you have questions, comments, concerns about interacting with new dogs in your environment, your day to day, um, let's talk about it in the Facebook group. There's a link to the Facebook group, Disorderly Dogs. The conversation continues in the show notes. So um, click that, join the group, and let's talk about interacting with dogs that we don't know. You guys, I'm already looking forward to the next episode. Have a fabulous day and smooch those puppies for me. Do you want to be able to trust your dog off leash? Do you want to improve your relationship with your dog? 
A dog with a trustworthy recall gets way more opportunities to adventure and be a dog. Let's be honest, having a dog that doesn't come when called really kind of sucks. So, do you want to make your life easier? Do you want to learn how to train a trustworthy recall? Do you have 10 minutes a day to devote to training for just 30 days? Check out my online course, Trustworthy Recalls. I give you step-by-step instructions for teaching a trustworthy recall with just 10 minutes a day for 30 days. You can learn more about trustworthy recalls at agfdogtraining.com. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.